This is The Mud Peddlers, a podcast where two nerdy ceramic artists share the behind the scenes of their worlds of clay. We are your hosts, Lindsay M. Dillon. And I am Dante of Earth Nation. This week on The Mud Peddlers, it is time for our yearly review. It's cold now. It is really cold. We uh, lit some candles in the studio because it's cold and rainy and we need to feel cozy. She's trying to get me in the mood. Don't believe her. Oh, yeah. I'm just, you know what? Abel called me and she was <laughs> like, like, Lindsay, I need you to fluff Dante. Can you take <laughs> I don't want to do it. If you could do it, that'd be great. Because you can tell how many hounds me dog. No, I mean, it's just a little outside my purview. So, uh, you got you to gotta pay me for that <laughs> Especially since you call me your sister now. Game of Thrones did it. Oh, God. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) So, what we are not doing is that. What we are doing Mm -hmm. is reviewing what goals that we had in this last year and kind of checking in on what goals we met, what goals we didn't meet, how we feel about all of that. Oh, man. I took so many notes. So, last night, last night, I sat down and I listened to our 2022 year review. Oh. I was literally, I was on the wheel trimming. And I went back and forth between taking notes and like listening to the podcast and trimming. So I was like listening to the podcast as I was trimming. And then when something came up, I was like, oh, yeah, I'll write that down. You're hyper productive this week, I've noticed. I am, I am, I. Very productivo. I'm trying. I had a fight. I had another fight with the big sad. Okay. Um, I had, I had, this is unrelated. Uh, I'm kind of related. It sort of related. They anyway, cycle, they go had, up and down. Yeah, yeah. But I had, I had this really shitty moment the other day. I, I glazed like, 120 cups in like a day. I was like super f***ing proud of myself. Very yeah. excited. And I had this intrusive thought at the end of the day that I was like, doesn't matter. You're going to be poor anyway. And it was like, oh, that's sad. That's a very sad intrusive thought. Don't think about that. I had a lot of anxiety about uh, finances, but uh, I've been I've been doing a little better. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's your intrusive thought? That I have many intrusive thoughts. It just told you you're poor? Uh, it, it told me, yeah. It, well, basically, essentially the thought was like, oh, it doesn't matter what you do. You're going to be poor and insecure anyway. Like, no matter what you do. I'd punch that person if they yeah. were... Yeah. <laughs> I know. Please punch, punch my... punch that person. Punch my internal dialogue, would you? Because it's been a lot of that and it's really annoying. Give me a little clam dip. What? It's, it's like teabagging for girls. Oh, clam dip! Yeah. <gasps> I love that! <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> All right. Well, since I have I have done the things of listening to our 2022 year review podcast and our 2023 mid-year review podcast, I have mm-hmm. many notes. Oh, okay. For the both of us. I also have notes. Oh, do you? No. Okay. Yeah. I was about to be shocked. I wanted you to be excited for a split second. I really was. I wanted you to know what it feels like to be disappointed and happy at the same time. I I why do you treat me this way? <laughs> <laughs> so, one of the biggest things that you mentioned last year. Oh, f- me first? Yes, we're starting with you. Christ. Be- because it's easier All right. for me. Because I'm the one with the notes. That's so true. I get to decide. Oh, she has the talking yeah, stick. Yeah, I got the talking I got that conch mother. It's true. <laughs> one of the biggest things you were talking about last year is wanting to develop more professional connections. Okay, so last year at Enseca, I made a goal to make more professional connections with mm-hmm. people like Amico, Clayscapes, Advancer Shelves. Advancer Shelves kind of dropped the ball, not oh. going to lie. What was the um, what was the deal with them? What happened with them? I basically came up to them and I was like, I already have some of your shelves. Do you want to give me some more shelves that I can put on the channel, some like newer things, you know, if you have new products and, 
you know, basically like an item for exposure trade, which is mm-hmm. what a lot of companies do with me. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, we'll do that. And then they just never contacted oh. me back. I feel like a lot of companies don't have a social media person. They have a person that does mm. a job and then they... Also do social media? Yes. Gotcha. Kind of like in most grocery stores, there usually isn't a person who just picks up carts all day long. Right. They usually take a bag person that's... Or like a cashier that's not doing nothing. Mm-hmm. And then they make them pick up the stuff. Yeah. Unless you're really like new on the totem pole. And then they make them in the cashier. Anyway, anyway. They... Because of this, I often find that if I try and collab with a company, I often do not get a response within, like, a month time, unless it's Amico. Mm. Amico has a person that is, like, my contact that I nice. talk to directly that checks her messages at least once every two days. Nice. And she's the person that really helps that, that kind of, like, social media train move along. But my main goal with getting companies kind of used to me and me used to them is to mm-hmm. cross-pollinate so that we can grow in followers and exposure. Yeah, yeah. It's beneficial for both parties, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, regardless of payment, it's the cross-pollination is really what you need to be doing for your business if you really want more eyes on your product. And so my goal was basically to get a company, say, hey, give me product. Mm-hmm. I will give you exposure. We can have a relationship. Yeah. We'll see where it goes. Mm-hmm. T- and and oh. you, you'd been doing that with Amico for a while, though, right? Like, yes. with going to Insika, were you specifically wanting to be like, hey, like, I'm the person you've been working with. Let's do more? Yes. Okay. Yes. At Insika, I kind of acquired Clayscapes, which is great. Yeah, I was going to ask yeah. you about that. So tell, 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 tell our listeners about Clayscapes. I love Clayscapes. I don't know why I've never heard of Clayscapes before I went to Insika, but evidently the person who oh and just for some context listeners uh so clayscapes is a ceramic supply company and specifically at least to my knowledge and uh, clayscapes you know correct me if i'm wrong i apologize yeah um but a lot of what they focus on is selling powdered glazes so instead of like having to buy the small like pint-sized jars at like most ceramic supply stores you can order the glaze powder Mm. and then just add water and it's a way to basically get more glaze for less for less than what you would normally pay pay like per pint yeah a lot it's strange because i had never heard of clayscapes and clayscapes sells a bunch of stuff Mm -hmm. clayscapes sells amico glazes and i don't know if they sell wheels but they sell like pottery equipment and kiln shelves Mm -hmm. and and kiln furniture and stuff like that and i didn't know that for a long time i thought they were just a glaze company Mm -hmm. but they gave me about six glazes to test on the channel and they're so good yeah i i bought two of their glazes that i've been using their um oh my gosh i have it written down anyway it doesn't matter i have two of the glazes that you I'm, bought a blue one i know yeah you did. yeah i bought a blue and then their desert sand is their yellow one that i absolutely love and it's crazy because like i like amico right but mm-hmm. amico what they do is they make a glaze they put cmc gum or some type of suspension agent in there so mm-hmm. it stays good in suspension and water and then they make sure it's the correct thickness and they have really good consistency Mm -hmm. with clayscapes it lets you dip your foot into the glaze making world a little bit without knowing jack all about making glaze (laughs) yeah they send you the powder you mix up with water and based on the amount of water which they do give a recommended amount of water Uh, they they have a recommended hydrometer reading. So they don't say like, yeah, for this amount, add six quarts of water or whatever it is. They say like, this is what the hydrometer reading should be. Yeah. And I don't, I don't want to make this seem like a clayscapes commercial. Oh, yeah. No, but I, I, I do like Clayscapes. I'm sad that I didn't come in contact with them earlier. And thank you to Tim C., who I went to Inseca with, who put me on to mm-hmm. Clayscapes Glazes, because his buddy is the one who helps run Clayscapes. Hell yeah. Uh, Drew, if you're listening, shout out to Clayscapes and your company. We went to dinner with them, mm-hmm. hooked up with them a little bit, yeah, told them what fun. I'm about. It was so good. Can, can you can you talk about the things that you're working on with Clayscapes, or will that have to be for a future thing? Uh, I suppose I could just say that 
Clayscapes has shown a little bit of interest. There's no paperwork. There's It's just word of mouth right now that they might want to buy some of my glazes. Yeah, buddy! Which is part of the reason... Uh, glaze recipes, rather. Yeah, glaze, glaze, yeah, yeah. So is, basically, we would be able to... Like, for the glazes that you specifically have developed, like yes. your Lao Gai Green or your Red... Angimon! Like, Angimon. Is that that's the Red? Angimon Red? No, Gara's Red is my Red. Oh, Gara Red. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then Angimon is my, like flux glaze for oh. lack of a better term you could put it over or under anything and then i have my lumos gotcha. and then i have my loud guy green and then i have my crystal glaze and I have my base basically we would be able to buy your pre-made original recipes that you have developed we would be able to buy them in their powdered form so that you wouldn't have to yeah so basically you're having a company make your specific glazes not at the moment not at the moment yeah it is right. a possibility don't get that, too excited yeah, about sorry it. sorry it is a it is a possibility that this will happen there's bumps in the road and yeah. sometimes the bumps are too big to go over it's like when you start a business you kind of calculate everything out and you're like okay this amount of material goes to this but you don't think of like the little bits of a loss that you get when you spend material yeah and heat and things of that nature and i had talked to to somebody on clayscapes and i asked him like should i if i'm selling my recipes to you if that's a possibility should i have them on glazy mm -hmm. and he was straight up like mm, no probably not no honestly and it's not so much a worry that people will take them and make them because usually if you have the ability to make your own glazes you probably have your own glazes set anyway you're really selling glazes to people who don't have the ability to make glazes. Most of you who buy bottled glazes, most of you, cannot make glazes. Mm -hmm. And those of you who can make glazes probably don't know how to make glazes well enough to make your own specific glazes. And if you do, you're not buying most bottled glazes. Yeah, which is why, like, so for instance, I ended up buying a the yellow from Clayscapes because I needed a yellow. I didn't want to go through the time and, pro like, I know how to put together a recipe. Yes. But I didn't want to spend the time on finding out which recipe was the right one like I wanted to go I want that and I want that for less than it would cost to buy in like a normal pint-sized bottle and ease so of use. it worked it ease of use 100% another ease of use tool right that being said he was just like yeah it's not really the people we're worried about we're worried about the companies because if it turns to be popular glaze the company's just gonna like steal it and make their own version of it yeah yeah so that was my goal for Ansika and, and and I think I succeeded uh Amico seems to be a good staple for my channel but Amico doesn't sit like I can I talk directly to Clayscapes mm -hmm. and I feel like I have a more personal connection with them mm -hmm. Versus Amico. Amico seems to be like strictly business. Like we gave you okay. a product, make the video on it, we're good, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that's fair. Okay, but like, I don't think Amico is ever gonna be like, come on over and have a barbecue with us at the Amico headquarters. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. don't think they like me that much. I think they just realize I'm beneficial for the for the channel to a sure, certain degree. Sure, sure, yeah. Right, and so I think we met that goal specifically for mm, Nsika. Mm -hmm. I will say we're going to Clayton West. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, hopefully we'll... I can make some pottery friends there. Because for a while I sucked on YouTube and I was not, <laughs> I was not a friendly YouTuber for a little while. What do you uh, mean? Well, when I first started YouTube, I was just like, I didn't understand the etiquette of YouTube. Oh, You know what okay. I mean? And so I think that put some people off. Just the energy I gave on my YouTube videos. Huh. And so I'm trying to kind of rewind that and be like, maybe I should make more connections with potters and not companies. ClayCon oh. West itself seems to be very potter friendly mm -hmm. instead of company friendly oh, okay okay i got you i got you right so that's that's what my main goal at claycon west this mm -hmm. time is to kind of make connections with other potters that i see or admire you know what i mean i like that i like that i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna write that down in the column you don't have to make you don't no, have to write it down i'm taking notes you don't have to write dante make friends claycon west down i'm putting ccw more potter friends more potheads more potheads yeah <laughs> So talking about Clayscapes, 
makes me think about your other big thing, which is especially I found it interesting in the oh. in the mid-year review. So that's the episode that we recorded in what, like July or something like that of this past year. What is it? You were like, I'm not going to make any more glazes. You I'm not going like, to make any more glazes. I've done a bunch. And it was funny because I think... I lied. I'm sorry. I think by that time... I'm sorry. You know, <laughs> I think by that time you had... You had already made, or you were about to make your red glaze that has become like your like primary red. Yeah. And then you have been wanting to try and develop ancient jasper. So it's, how's how? Let's check in with that. How's that been going? It's so difficult because I I the result that I got from ancient copper was completely different from what. What did I say? Ancient jasper. You said ancient ancient jasper is a glaze. Oh. I imagine it's the same base as well. But the the glaze that I got from, and I'll, I might post it on my Instagram, on my stories or something, is completely different from what people get from Ancient Copper most of the time. Mm. Even Tony Hansen, the creator of Digital Fire, created a post and was like, you can make your own Ancient Copper, and released three different recipes and was like, here, there you go, just do that. And I mm. tried them and they don't work, first of all. They don't work for me. Okay. He basically okay. took Randy's Red, the original recipe, and modified it. Okay. And was like, there you go, ancient copper. And mm. I tried it out, and I was like, mm, no, not really. Mm. Uh, it doesn't really work that way. I'm going to try to retry it. I'm going to retry okay. it. Because you basically got a version. When you used ancient copper, you got a version. You got a got magical a version yeah. of this ancient I got like a copper. crystal glaze. And I'm not sure if like the bottle was different or mm. something. But I'm looking online versus the one that I got, and I'm like, I've, I've never seen this result. I don't know how I got this result. I pour mine on, mm -hmm. and that's about it. So it was extra thick, but it wasn't runny. It was good. I might try a couple more times of Ancient Copper, but at this point, it's become like, I'm going to try and recreate Ancient Copper. And even when I get close to it, people are like, that's not what I got. And I'm like, well, mm. that's, that's not what I got either. Mm. I got this. I got something completely different from you. And you say they're the same bottle of glaze, right? So I don't know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. At this point, I've developed like two other glazes on accident <laughs> <laughs> from trying to find this ancient copper glaze. And I'm not saying I'm about to give up, but like, I'm going to give it two more months mm. before I'm like, here, take these glazes instead. Yeah, yeah. Got I, as close as you can to as get. As close as you can get. I don't yeah. know what's up with this glaze. Because I'm telling you, the result that I got was was basically a crystal glaze. Dang, that's a crazy. A stable crystal glaze. And I'm sure it had grisly borate in it, and I'm sure it had some type of, like, black or yellow iron oxide in it, and it, I'm, I, don't, I don't know what happened. Mm -hmm. I have no idea. Mm -hmm. But my last results were not great. Yeah. So I've not done that yet. It is kind of crazy to think that, like, this time last year, you had, like, just got Rose and Matt Katz's... Yeah. Series yeah. on glaze making and gla like the glaze materials workshop. Yeah. That's crazy to think how much you've done and how much you've learned in this last year. Yeah. Like that's crazy, dude. The the classes were really worth their money and I meet a couple people from the classes mm -hmm. and they're either really friendly or or they're not basically. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. But like the really friendly ones I keep on my Instagram stories. That's so cool. Right? And they just I get to talk to them and they we share information and you know, they have their own glazes they developed and then I develop mine and we share recipes and they're super cool. All right, so another big thing. No, was... no more Dante. All right, okay, we want to switch. There's we wanna so do, many Dante. Do me for a bit. I got so many. Dante. All right, show okay, here. okay, all right, all right, all right. I'll do, I'll do, I'll do. I'll talk about some of my things. How about this? Last year, Lindsay, you farted and tried to kill me. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> oh God. How about that? For those of you who got managed to watch. The, the, <laughs> when we were, okay, so when we were, when we went to, uh, Inseca, Dante and I, like, got our own room, 
greenhouse to the room. I, yeah, I, um, I've always joked about how bad my intestines are, but poor Dante got to experience what heretofore only my partner had oh. experienced. Uh, I nearly killed him. Um, for those of you who saw the video that went up, or that I put on my Instagram stories for those brief 24 hours of embarrassed hilarity, that was something that happened. But, I will say... But indeed. Yeah, but indeed. Yeah. Um, I, listening back on the episodes, I did not really have a lot of specific goals for this, for the, for this past year. And to be honest, I think it really shows. Because... What do you mean? You did a bunch of stuff. I, d I was not very focused this year, to be honest. Like, for, in the early part of the year, it was mostly Ceramicon. Ceramicon and was fire. Ceramicon was so much fun. It was fun. so good. Yeah. I gained so much confidence in myself putting all of that together because I basically did nothing for like two and a half, three weeks, but put together, like get get the writing together and get the outline and, and then record and film. Has she contacted edit. you at all? No, I don't think, I don't think Elizabeth is doing that, that is doing Ceramicon this year. She might do it again next year, but I haven't received anything about. Yeah, I just got worried because you know, yeah. I want to keep in contact with her. Yeah, but yeah. She's probably I, busy with stuff. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Uh, yeah, so uh, it was a lot of Ceramicon and then Inseca, and to be honest, I had a really busy spring, like within like, I don't know, like well, like the first like three months of the year, I had Ceramicon, then Inseca, and then I went to Soccercon okay. up in Seattle, not selling, just as like an attendee. Uh, and then I went on a trip to Morocco and Spain with my dad, and then I went to Fanime again as an attendee. So it was yeah, just you didn't like, tell me where you went. I oh, know. I'm sorry. You thought I died. It was a whole thing. I knew you went to one of the two places. Yeah. And one of them was not out of America. <laughs> I don't have any pull outside this. Yeah. <laughs> America. I don't know where you are. Yeah. So it was. It was just kind of a kind of a lot and then over the over the summer I'm basically just summarize my year like over the summer I made the decision to not do any summer like any spring or summer updates and just kind of try and bulk up my inventory for sack anime and mm -hmm. then some of the winter stuff but yeah. To be honest, I didn't set very specific goals, so a lot of time kind of just got frittered away. Right. And like I've literally it took me 3 months to make as much inventory as I've made in the last like month and a half. Yeah, you definitely leveled up, huh? Yeah. Like I think the main thing that I realized is that it's easier and I think faster for me to just go like, okay, I'm gonna make a hundred cups. Yes. Like a hundred mugs. Instead of like, I'm gonna make 15 teacups and 15 of this other kind of teacup and then 20 mugs and then 35 steins and then 18 goblets. Yeah. Like it's just easier for me to just go, I'm gonna make this many of this one thing and so yeah. i'll talk about this a little bit more in our like looking into 2024 yeah but i'm gonna try and re look at how i set goals differently so yeah so basically this last year like the, the a really good success is that i made the most that i've ever made at a convention yes this last year you lucked so, out on the convention too <gasps> you got like double table space yeah i know i'm sad i moved now so yeah. i'm not gonna have a double table space it's okay they moved us yeah i don't know maybe they'll give it back to you when you go back for the third round maybe i don't know i'll ask them about it because it was basically what happened um is I, I I got the a table space that was essentially bisected by a gigantic like ten foot across column. Yes. And so I went to the staff at, at Sac Anime and they were awesome. They're like, okay, oh, yeah, no worries. Like literally half of your booth is taken up by this pole. So just go ahead and expand to the next table. Right. So I essentially got double the table space for 
half the price. They've probably done that before, too. They've probably had that same exact situation. Yes. And they were like, we're kind of prepared for it. Just take more tables. Yeah, that's kind of what it seemed like. So yeah. that worked out really well. That was really good to see. I've been able to kind of, I don't think, I'll have to double check, but I don't think I've raised my prices this year. So that's something that I think I'm going to go ahead and do before Sack Anime Winter. Uh, meanwhile, you over here. Lindsay, I have something to tell you. I know you lowered your prices. I lowered my prices. I know you lowered your prices. You Look, you lowered your prices like two months ago. Here's the thing. I keep on saying I'll lower my prices, and then you and the tea lady keep telling me to higher my prices. Of course you should. So I never lower them. So I just leave them the same, mm -hmm. right? But this time I did. I took object. I took. Listen, I is took, that is that? Didn't you just, like you made it like a couple dollars cheaper because you found like a cheaper way to package your stuff? I think that's what I heard on the episode. Essentially, yeah. yeah. Like. I put or on them, the ep uh, ep review episodes that I listened to to prepare for this. I found episode. a better way to package my stuff, and a lot of other like Tim C will package his stuff in a box and then package that box in a box, mm -hmm. and his stuff never breaks, right? But I haven't had anything break for a year. Mm -hmm. I've only ever had about two things break, and it's because I bought this rigid kind of roll that I put around my cups and mugs and whatnot. Mm -hmm. I know what you're talking about. Right, you've probably seen it in my yeah. Studio. It's like um. It's like a diamond cut, yeah. uh, really like hard cardboard, right? Yes, essentially. Yeah. And that the, the main goal when you're packaging stuff is to get the energy that is transferred through the, the box, if it's hit whatsoever, to be transferred throughout the materials and not to the pot. Right. Right. I want no kinetic energy going to the pot. I want it to go to the packing peanuts. Mm -hmm. I want it going to the box or the material around it. So I have to pat it and make sure it's kind of floating and suspended in all of these materials. And once I figured that out, mm -hmm. I was like, oh, my stuff just doesn't break anymore. That's great that, that you've had, you've had like less breakage. Well, I'm going to lower my, I'm, yeah, I'm lowering the prices. Yeah. Just, I, <sighs> listen, I sat down, I took a good look in the mirror, Michael Jackson style. And then I was like, objectively, what is my stuff worth? There's, that's literally, there's no such thing as objectively pricing art. I, I objectively did it. I, that's, that's a lie. I that's figured a lie. out the math. So you're telling me that you're denying your daughter future funds for her college. I'm talking about daughter in That's what I'm going to do because that's a, you know, I, any This is emotional ho hostage Exactly. You know what? Whatever it takes because... That's unethical practices. You know what? I agree with you and I'm doing it anyway. Don't agree with me. No, no I'm agreeing with you. like a normal no, person. Absolutely not. See, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You're like, you have a problem valuing yourself. I'm just going to, we're going to armchair and whatever this Sure, is. armchair. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's so, your degree in? Yeah. Uh, armchair? Art. Anyway. What are you going to do with that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, okay. So here's my thought. Here's my thought. Okay. If you frame it in terms of every... Because again, you're not... You, it, like, if you were talking about increasing, like, I don't know, literally tripling the prices for what they are now, I might be like, okay, Dante, you could yeah. probably slow that a little bit. That's a lot. But, you know, I mean, steadily increasing your prices to keep up with inflation, to keep up with the... To, or to, to recognize and value the years that you've spent in this field... Yeah. All of that, like that extra money, not only allows you to keep to continue doing what you're doing, but that money also goes to your daughter because you're one of the breadwinners. Yeah, of course, you got you got to roll that money. But hear me out. I've come to this conclusion, and I've talked to you about I've talked about this earlier today. Pottery is not where the money is. Selling the pottery isn't where the money is. Mm. It's all the stuff around the pottery. I think it really, I think it really depends. It's the classes and the t-shirts and the hats and the mm. YouTube personality. I think that, the... I think that's part of it, but I think you're oversimplifying. I think that's most of it. I think it's like 60% of it's probably, probably all the other stuff. But like once you buy three cups, it's like, what are you going to do? Buy more, mm. what are you going to do? Buy more cups? <laughs> so your significant other is like, 
the cupboard's full, dear, and you're like, but I love the pottery, man. <laughs> I don't know why I made just like an old English woman. I'm sorry. <laughs> Unless you're an old English yeah. woman, in which well, I'm spot on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bertie Tam did talk about how most of her sales do come from things that aren't pottery. She's red pill. Um, Bertie Tam's right. I think. I think. Okay. I'll, okay. The thing is, that doesn't mean that you then lower your prices. Yeah. Yeah. I think what happened to me, and I don't know if this is just something that I'm going through right now, mm. is I looked at some other people's art and having the skill set and the craft check that I have, I looked at their stuff and I went, that's more valuable than most of my stuff. And I know that's a difficult equation to, to kind of math out, but I think I just, in my brain, I was just like, I think the most I can probably charge for a mug with shipping on my website there's a sale going on right now it's the christmas sale mm -hmm. so i took everything down by like three bucks is like 56 dollars seems to be the maximum i can sell for a mug unless it's really nice mug unless it's like super nice and that's with shipping mm -hmm. i've been charging like 58 to 60 what is the data that you have to back that up oh uh here wait hold on i'm gonna wait give me i'm gonna turn to a liberal are you ready like a left-winged one, right? Okay. It's based on my emotions, and you're not allowed to validate those, or oh else you're god. a bad person. Oh, jeez. Yup! Oh my god. It'd be, we're, it's... we're not gonna turn into one of these podcasts. I'm one of those! <laughs> I'm one of those! Oh, um, let, let me try it out for like five months. Alright. Alright, well, I know... I you... need to find the sweet spot. But I think it's at like $56. With shipping. Not $56 plus shipping. Because my stuff is... Free, free shipping, quote unquote. And and to, to clarify for our <laughs> listeners, so the, you're you're saying I can't sell my work for more than that. That's not based on people not buying your work. That's based on your not feeling like it's worth more than that. Majoritively, yes. Majoritively. Okay. The other portion of it is that I'm just not selling as fast as I used to. When I raised my prices, mm -hmm. when my prices were lower, that stuff fly, flew out the door. Okay. But I raised my prices a quite a lot actually and now i notice that they're not selling as much it's okay. either that or the other variable which is a very realistic variable i will fully admit this is probably the actual variable that matters which is i'm bad at exposure so <laughs> i'm really bad at posting that's actually something that came up a lot in the uh... super bad at posting <laughs> if i could hire someone to just post if i could hire someone and just give them a hundred pictures mm -hmm. right and then say hey you have access to my instagram account I need you to post this with the proper tags once or once every two days, mm -hmm. right? I would hire that person. If I could hire a social media person, just your job solely is to post and put the proper tags, do a little bit of research to find out what the tags are mm -hmm. and how they're relevant to my community. I'm going to give you all this stuff because I'm much more in love with making things than I am with posting what I make. Mm -hmm. Much more in love with it. And I think that's a, that's a crux of most creatives. We should do an episode on like when it's time to hire people for things. Oh, you have some of that too. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think that, I think that could be interesting to, I think that could be interesting to explore. Yeah. Hear that. Yeah. All right. Well, now that I'm saying it, yeah, I think so. Speaking of social media, the other thing that I noticed from this last year was I was not great at posting consistently or answering messages this last year. None of us are. No, but I think what's at, what's kind of nice is like, okay. So this last like month or so mm -hmm. I've been trying to post a little bit more Same. and what's nice is that I actually mentioned this a bit, I think in the mid-year review episode, but trying to re-engage with social media not thinking about it in terms of like, oh, I need to like get the numbers and get the followers and get the engagement and get the likes and kind of pare it back down to the idea of like, you know, it doesn't matter how many people see this. It's about like forming the connection and sharing 
information and just kind of, I don't know, just being a part of the community, so to speak. Yeah. And that has felt a lot better. Like, it's felt like a much more genuine place to be coming from. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. So. I have the same issue. Yeah. Yeah, I have, I have the issue of always wanting to be ahead of the... Because, like, I have, what, it's like 12K on Instagram, mm -hmm. and I make a post, and it's, like, 200 people. Mm -hmm. is usually, And it'll, it'll tell me, like, your reach is, like, 1,000 people, but 200 people liked the thing or commented mm -hmm. on the thing. And I, I say this now, if you want a social media person to survive, or a business for that matter, you want to give them some sort of interaction, and that really is what counts on the internet, is what amount of attention you can give them. And it counts in likes and view time and comments. And those things are, of course, all free. Mm -hmm. You know, you comment people. Share, shares as well are another big thing. Shares are great too. Shares and saves. And saves, yes. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it doesn't really matter what you comment. As long as you want to support somebody, you can comment pee pee poo poo. It doesn't really matter. Uh, I think actually there's like a word count thing. Like it's better for the algorithm if it's like more than two words or like more than just an emoji. But ultimately, like again. Commenting at all helps. Yeah. 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 That being said, um, mm, I will fully admit that when I was on the community grind, when I was like, I only care about the people who care about me and my small amount of glaze research mm -hmm. or what I'm doing at the time. It felt so much better. Yeah. If I would get 20 likes on a post and 20 people were like really with me, mm -hmm. you know, and it felt genuine from across the world, it felt much better than getting like 300 likes on mm -hmm. a reel because I'm over here uh, pulling a clay handle and it looks like masturbation. <laughs> like, and people are like, yeah. ha ha, it's funny, double click. Like it feels way better mm. to get Not that. Not that there's anything wrong with that because that is, that, is, that is funny. No, it's definitely funny. There's nothing negative about it. It just feels more positive to me to have a more of a community interaction. And yeah. I think you're right about that. Like it just, it just felt so much more genuine mm -hmm. to be giving to the community and for them to reciprocate. Not even, not like a thank you, but some interaction that felt genuine mm -hmm. rather than like a heart that feels kind of like I saw what you made. I saw the thing you put two days of work into for five seconds. Ha ha. Scroll, 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 scroll. Mm. It feels not disingenuous, but it doesn't feel as genuine as. The service I provide to the community. Yeah, you know I hear that. I, mean? I hear that, yeah. You said that and I was like, yeah, that, yep, 100%. Yeah. I think for me, it's largely just not focusing on the numbers. Like I used to kind of, especially when I was getting back into social media again, after kind of, you know, getting a bit of a hiatus, mm -hmm. I would always be checking like, oh, how many likes has this gotten? Or, oh, this story I posted, like how many views did it get? Yeah. And I've been really trying to, yeah, like not do that as much. And it's, and it's felt, it's felt better. And it's like, and I'm still aware of like, you know, it still takes effort. Like for instance, when I got my new slab roller, I almost was just like, I am not gonna, I'm just gonna open this and it's gonna be fun. And then I thought, okay, but if I put this together, if I take a little bit more time to like film myself putting it together, yeah. then that counts as content, you know? Like that could be a good thing to do. And, and I still recognize that Instagram is a business tool. I, again, I think if I didn't need it for business, I would probably be on it less and I would probably rarely, if ever, post. 100%. But I'm trying to come at it with a different, different kind of perspective. I think that last statement you said was like, prolific because I have very little interest in social media Mm. apart from contacting the people I need to contact mm -hmm. and then a business side of showing you my work so you might want to buy it from my website. Yeah. I have I have very, very, very little interest in social media as an actual avenue to be social with other human beings. Yeah. Because at this yeah. point, it does not seem that's what, like, that's what it is. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, for us, it's kind of not. Like, there is, there's a bit of that element, at least from what it sounds like. So, yeah. like, again, you've talked about, like, connecting with the folks on Galizy on Instagram. And, yeah. You know, and, and your YouTube, of course, has been just such an educational channel. But yeah. that's, like, other than kind of, like, that those smaller connections, 
for us, it's like largely a, a, a business tool. Yeah, there's a bunch of glaze makers I contact, and like that—that's the sociability that I want, mm-hmm. right? But mm-hmm. I think I think there's people in the world, and this might be a bit of an offshoot. There's people in the world who need to be social with other people, like they need to gossip and gab in order to feel some sort of place of community in the world. Mm-hmm. And I'm just not that. Yeah, I I'm, mean, not to say that it's always like gossiping and ga- no, gabbing, like no, you know, because that feels a little like poo-pooing on it definitely <laughs> it's a person that talks at work while they work consistently but like i go to work and i work and then i go home mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. like there's people at work that they they must use this as something they need to have some type of social interaction in order to be happy on some level yeah i mean i'm definitely more on those lines like i'm i'm definitely. i'd still consider myself an introvert but like i yeah. the, the pandemic showed me that ooh, there are limits to that there are definitely <laughs> and i maybe like if my friend howie texts me once a week i'm like that was enough yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad that, you know, yeah. you were able to spend so so much time with me doing our podcast. Makes yes. Me happy. It's, we get weird. Yeah, we do get weird. We're pretty f-ing weird. Anyway, all right. Anyway. So, <laughs> so the next, the other thing that I started implementing this past year that has worked well, especially during the like second half of the year is doing like an 80-20 on producing standard designs and then new like stretching my creative muscles designs. I see. And because a couple years ago, I was trying to do a thing where like every month I'd come up with a new design and that just it's wasn't. A lot. It was a lot. It wasn't sustainable. It was a good idea. It was but... six months, honestly, is good. Yeah, yeah. I had a lot of fun doing the cauldron series that I did where I was did like what, four different kinds of spell casters mm-hmm. in different kinds of cauldrons. So mm-hmm. that's where I did the like the spore drew cauldron with all the mushrooms i did the necromancer cauldron which had the finger bones on it mm-hmm. and then i did the blood mage cauldron which had like vein looking things on it mm-hmm. and uh that was really fun so i'd like i think that feels like a good split in terms of production for uh, finding ways to still work on new designs but primarily plan on having like all right most of my work is just going to be the stuff i've already made yeah uh let's see i'm still in my critique group that's going really well we meet oh. twice a month how's that, um, how's that going it's good it's good we basically like chat about business stuff we ask questions we kind of share our experiences with stuff um i'm just saying vague um, <laughs> yeah, I, know, yeah. I promise it's not a secret society. It's literally just like we talk about it's 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 a group of uh, Let's see how many it was like four or five other. I think I've met them before. Yeah. Yeah, you have yeah you I have. Met, Yeah, they they're just people. Yeah, they're just people. Yeah, we just yeah when we talk about art career business stuff mostly every now and then we'll like ask for feedback on um, You know specific designs, but for the most part, it's uh talking about business stuff so that's going well. I'm going to keep doing that. It's so um, difficult for me to look at a, a, a group like that because I've, I've met them and they seem, a lot of them seem to talk in a very like, well, I feel like this represents this and this and this. I feel like I would just come up to a thing and be like, Lou, what do you think about this? Mm-hmm. Just show them and they'd be like, well, I feel, no, fuck your feelings. What do you think about it? Uh, My feelings are what I think about it. <clears throat> what do you think about the red? Good or bad? Bad? Okay, I'm going to go work on it. Like, uh, <laughs> just bad? Yes or no? Ones and zeros. Uh, I mean, that's your communication style, yeah, which is, is okay. That's fair. Not everyone has that same communication style. Yeah. Maybe I should change. No, no, you don't have to. <laughs> oh my god. That's stupid. Oh my god. No, I'm not gonna do that. Okay. 
Last thing is I am very happy that I have finally more regularly begun posting the Night Peddlers episodes. Night Peddlers are good. Yeah, they're so fun. Support us on Patreon. Yeah. If get you want to... Some you, of the Night Petties. Yeah, get them Night Petties. <laughs> you, you thought it was dirty here? <laughs> it's filthy over there. Oh my God. Yeah, we do, We it is uncensored and it's... I mean, honestly, not not all of it's just us being like the perverts that we are. It's, it's, it's basically like, imagine Dante and I like like sipping on brandy in front of a fireplace, like just talking about our lives. That's a lot of what it is. Sometimes there's ceramic stuff that comes into it. Sometimes it's like our recent Baldur's Gate adventures. But uh, if you are, this is a little shout out for the Patreon. If you uh, if you would like to participate in listening to those episodes Good as episodes. a member of the House of Stone, which is the $7 tier on my Patreon, then you can you can listen to those extra episodes. And there's what four or five, six, seven now. They're good, and they're longer. They're longer, and they're yeah. They're usually about forty five minutes. A little more exclusive. You know what mm, I mean? Mm, yeah. A little yeah. bit more. You know, we might be in a relationship after you listen to those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're internet internet poly. Is that okay, a thing? Not Lindsay's made it weird. But <laughs> 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 Yeah, it's it's fun. So that's actually that has felt really good like in terms of <laughs> I feel that I'm I'm not sure if this is just my like anxiety slash depression brain saying this, but I feel like in general this year has been kind of unfocused, not I have not been particularly disciplined this year, so it's really it feels really good to even though the night peddlers is a relatively small part of like what I do in my business overall, um and what we do. Mhm. Mm Overall, it feels good to have been like, okay, this is a thing that like I've been able to show like more consistency on. So that that feels good. That good. feels good. Yeah, I'm happy about that. Yeah, the night peddlers, we did some episodes, and then we just didn't release them for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then they got released, and people seem to really like them. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's really it's it's super fun to see. Oh yeah, and the Patreon, by the way, you can check the links in the show notes, or you can go to Patreon.com/slash Lindsay M Dillon. All right, so back to you, Dante. Me? Yeah. Are we done with your list? Yeah, we're done with my list. That was my list. <sighs> Why did I make so many um, things? Yeah. Oh wait, one more thing. Yeah. One more thing. Give it. Is basically, I'm still not doing a lot of wholesale, and I'm gonna try and not overbook as much. So the other big thing for you this year has been teaching. Yes. Yeah. No, so I did start. To, so I, I'm just going to tell them everything now. Go for it. So I started teaching at Imco, the in industrial mineral company, which I love, by the way. Mm -hmm. I like the products, I like their clay. I like the schematics they give me on their clay. All their stuff is great. They had a very uh, from the ground up studio that they were building. So it was very fresh when I got there. I mm -hmm. got to get a lot of input in there. They're still really building it and they give classes. It's a fantastic place. And I love to work at the place in which the clay is actually made and the minerals are produced in mine sometimes, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. That being said, somebody basically came along and was like, we like the way you teach. We want you to teach over here now. And I was like, I can't just leave this place. And they were like, you know, slid me a little like. That's the proverbial check. Yeah, it's proverbial check. <laughs> Dante straight up got poached. Yeah, I did. <laughs> and they were like, how about that there? And then I took a tour of the facilities mm -hmm. and they let me know what's up and who I would basically be replacing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm coming here. Mm -hmm. And then they put icing on the cake and they were like, some of us listen to the podcast and watch your YouTube videos already. And I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, no. 
That's not good. <laughs> it's either really good or not good at all. Like, yeah, no, no. it really depends on the audience. That's the yes. thing that was really, this is like a total side note. Yes. But like, that's one of the things that was the hardest thing when we first started this podcast is I was really worried about like, like who would be listening. Cause you know, I mean, again, like, yeah, we, we get, we get a little like saucy, some, not saucy. That implies that we're drunk. We're not. We get a little uh, risque sometimes, I guess you could say. So, but we're not, you know, we're not, I wouldn't say we're like that. We get a little spicy sometimes, but so there was always that fear of like, oh God, what if there's like a curator who listens to this and goes like, oh my God, these people, yeah. you know? So I was really worried about like the code switching aspect, like the, the white person version of code switching when it came to starting this podcast. But I've got a bit more relaxed about it now. And it's just like, okay, like, I feel like we found a good balance between like being our spicy, you know, crazy selves, but also not going overboard. Well, people seem to really respond to the, the, the genuineness yeah. of us versus just being like, hello, this is the night pedal. Which, there's a place and a time for that, but I feel like people don't connect with us as much if we're always putting on this wall of, of like, ultra professionalism. Yeah, we're, we're, we're edutainment. Yeah. Yeah. That's a word. Is that, that's a thing. That's a thing now. That's a, yeah, it is. You're welcome. Yeah. But yeah, I went to this place <laughs> and they, they explained what's going on and how much it was. And oh yeah. And they were saying they listened to the podcast oh, yeah, they and YouTube. The yeah, yeah. And one of them was like, well, we know that you recently became a father and it's difficult to get your gym time in and that, mm -hmm. you know, and so they were like, you can totally use our facilities. And I was like, <gasps> facilities? And they, t okay, so this is, okay, so. <laughs> I think, so I think the place, I'm just going to say it. Okay. It's called Sun City. Mm -hmm. It's a retirement home, but mm -hmm. it's for active communities. Yeah. And these people can still take care of themselves and still majoritively have their own houses, but it is a city within a city, right? It's not like just somebody put some in the middle of no, well, it kind of is, but it's really nice and they have like acres and acres and acres of land. There's clearly finances going around, right? They have indoor, mm. outdoor, a running track, a walking track and a gym and it's all like if you live within this community i think your quote-unquote rent pays for those facilities as well nice right so that's added on top of that so mm -hmm. they were like just so you know if you're an employee here you can use all these facilities oh for free God. so you're gonna get built <laughs> yeah i was like what and she's like yeah because usually you would teach a three-hour class and you take like an hour to an hour and a half break and then you would come back for the advanced class mm -hmm. and then you would go home and in between that time, if you want to swim or mm. you want to use the spa or you want to... And I was like, all right, so I'm going here. Yeah. I guess if you're just going to give me a free gym membership, pretty much. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. With a pool and a track and a spa. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh. And they're like, good. We're glad. Okay, we'll have you on board. Yeah. Thank you. So I no longer teach at the Industrial Mineral Company. Yeah. Uh, I sent them a letter and a text. And then I got my final quote unquote paycheck from them. Mm -hmm. And it, I'm essentially done at IMCO. Yeah. Sadly. Yeah. What, why, I, I, I know we talked about this off air previously, but why did you decide to teach, uh, like, why didn't you teach it both? I just straight up don't have the time. Like, I can't, I can't. It's not worth it for you financially to, like, have one day less at your proverbial nine to five job? I mean, I'm taking one day less my nine to five job. I am. Yeah, no, no, but I mean, like, to do, conceivably, like, let's say, hypothetically, you had four days a week that you were working at your nine to five. Again, I don't know what the number is right now. I mean, that it is, it is four. Oh, it is four. Okay. Yes. So, like, so could, could, if you're already taking one off, why didn't you take, why couldn't you take another, another one off to be able to teach? So you would be working two days a week at your nine to five and then have your teaching. I am doing days. that, but without the MCO part. So how, how my schedule is built right now is mm -hmm. that I work four days a week, right, at my nine to five job. Mm -hmm. And then I, t I have three days off, 
one of those days of my three days off, I teach at IMCO. So I really only have two days off. IMCO? IMCO. No, no, I mean like now, like what your schedule is going to be well, what when, you're when you're teaching at Sun City. It'll be, okay, so back, back up. Back okay, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. Let's you're pretend right. this is a week ago. A week ago, I worked at my 9 to 5 job, and then I worked at IMCO. I worked one day at IMCO, four days at my 9 to 5 job. That's five days on with mm -hmm. two days off. Okay. Those, those two days are relegated towards YouTube, my daughter, family time, making glazes, mm -hmm. making pottery, setting up tables, making content, things of that nature, mm -hmm. okay? Which are editing video, in and of itself, their yeah. own jobs, okay? Because you also, on those four days where you're working your nine to five, yes. you're also doing pottery on those days. Yeah, I But it's like yes. in between, like either before or after your shift. And then God forbid I have to wake up and clean the house. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I have things to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So that's what's going on right now. Like five days a week, essentially right now. Mm -hmm. So starting next week, I will no longer be working at IMCO. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. And then I told my boss, hey, I'm taking Monday off. Mm -hmm. I don't want to work Mondays anymore. Mm -hmm. So that means I have three days at my nine to five job. Okay. And then I told Sun City, I will take on two days. So now I have five days again. Oh, okay. Leaving me for two days off for family time and all the other yes. stuff. Yes. So I equaled them out. Okay. Why don't you have... Why don't... <laughs> yeah. We're doing finger counting. Yeah. So you've got two days for Sun City. Why don't you take another one for IMCO and just have two days a week at your nine to five? So you'd be teaching... Because IMCO doesn't pay me as much as my job does. Oh, okay. Yeah. So financially, it doesn't make as much sense for you to... Like, the replacement isn't the same. Yeah, so... Uh, so, what is it worth it, though, in terms of, like... Because with IMCO, your shifts, your work time would be shorter, right? Tec technically, but the payment is more at Sun City for the same amount of work. So, at IMCO, I get paid for three hours of work. Yes. The classes at Sun City are also three hours of work. Yes. There's just more... There's two classes in a day instead of one. Right. But I get paid for both those classes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking in terms of IMCO. Not that I'm saying you have to, but I'm just, like, curious about, like, the yeah. thought process. Yeah, yeah. Because... Okay, so if IMCO, like, let's say, okay, so you've got your two days at Sun City, that's not changing. For a third day of teaching, if that was at IMCO, even though it doesn't pay as much as your nine to five, because it's fewer hours, could you use those other hours during that day as like, okay, if, it, if you have six working hours, three of those are going to be teaching, but those other three hours could be pottery. Like, could that offset the amount that you would be losing from not working at your nine to five? Mm, no, not really, because making pottery makes more money than nine to five, but Sun City pays more than both. So I would like if I want to take it on an extra day, I would do another Sun City day. Oh, okay, okay. So it's just over overall, you have you have a lot of teaching options. Like you could, it sounds like you could almost work as many days as you wanted to at Sun City. Uh, like there's that much of a demand for pottery classes you could yeah. teach. Yeah. Not only that, they told me. Well, this is might be a little forward, but they were like, in a while we might open it up to more classes mm. in a bigger room with more teachers. And I was like, okay. So theoretically speaking, please nobody from my job be listening to this. In like a year, mm -hmm. Sun City might be like, hey, can you teach four to five days a week? And I'm say yes, and then I would not be at my job mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. I'd not be my nine to five job. Oh my god, at all. Oh my god, you would be full time in the world of I'd ceramics. Be Holy balls! With a gym! Yes! I haven't been regular in the gym oh for like two years god. since I had my kid. 
my god. Like, that, yeah, that was actually one thing that I was going to ask you about because it showed up in the uh, review earlier review episodes. You were like, hurts. I got to get up at like 5 in the morning to go to the gym. and I can't do it every yeah, day. Yeah, nah, nah. I can't, I can't wake up at 5 in the morning and be back by 7 to clean the house, to leave the work by 7.30. Because mm -hmm. like, I usually wake up and tidy up the house. And yeah. then like, if, I, if I have time, I'll make breakfast. Mm -hmm. And then like, you know, give the wife and the baby, kiss goodbye, drive to work, maybe get Starbucks to fuel this American lifestyle Blech. and then like go to work work a seven to eight hour shift get home do pottery do more cleaning make dinner like mm -hmm. I'm you know what I mean yeah yeah I'm doing an extraordinarily large amount of work for the amount of sleep and effort I put in yeah so yeah. I'm trying to get at least I'm trying to keep two days off a week this is my main goal for next year at least keep two days off a week okay and to make all of my work time more valuable than in my nine to five job time and then invest money that I get from pottery into something that matters. Like I have an investor and my investor helps mm. me invest money so it rolls over so that I can have generational money gotcha, so my gotcha. kid doesn't have to do what I'm doing now. Yeah. That's a lot. It is a lot. Yeah. yeah. And that's my main goal for next year is just to get more money out of the time and skill that I have. And Sun City has the new place that I'm working at. Mm -hmm. Has essentially allowed me to do that. If they're huge. like, hey, we will pay you more to do what you were doing at Imco anyway. Yeah, yeah. The other thing is I don't have to advertise. It is a closed community. You cannot walk into Sun City and take classes from mm -hmm. me. You have to be living there in the first place. Yeah. So there is no, I don't have to post anything about this. Oh, that's so nice. It just, they just, I'm just there and they come in if they're interested and if they don't, whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah. It is what it is. Well, that was, shall we, shall we, shall we close it out, Dante? What's something you want to leave behind in 2023? Your bad farts. Yeah, that's fair. Let's keep those back there. Yeah, that's uh, that's they, that's good. Mm -hmm. Where they belong in the past. Mm -hmm. And hopefully, eventually scrubbed from your memory. <laughs> I'm gonna get to heaven, and they're gonna be like, "You can't get in here. You haven't you haven't suffered enough to." And I'm like, "Hold oh. on, hold on, yeah." Pull this deep, <laughs> poor memory. <laughs> from Lindsay's anus and they're gonna be like oh we're sorry sir please walk right in and I'm gonna strut in and that's it for today thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the mud peddlers we would love to hear from you so if you want to share your thoughts about the episodes or just see what Dante and I are working on in our studios come say hi you can find links to my social media at lindsaymdillon.com. That's L-I-N-D-S-E-Y, M as in monster, D-I-L-L-O-N.com. And you can visit my pottery shop or see what I'm working on at earthnationceramics.com. And you can find me all over social media at earthnationceramics. It's spelled exactly how you think it's spelled. And if you want to support the show, hear some bonus episodes, and see some behind the scenes of my work, you can support me and the show at patreon.com slash lindsaymdillon. Thank you so much for listening and we will see you next time.